before you get to your schedule or your time management, you have to be really, really clear in who you are as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a person, you have to be so clear and intentional in who you want to be, the life you want to live, and how you want to run your business. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. This is Melinda Everson, Small Biz Lady, America's number one small business expert. And I'm so excited to welcome you to another episode of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I am so excited for today's show. Now, the Small Biz Chat Podcast is a peer-to-peer interview show where we give small business owners advice they probably would not be able to afford otherwise. The mission of the Small Biz Chat Podcast is to end small business failure. Now, the goal of the Small Biz Chat Podcast is to give our audience an opportunity to get sage advice from multiple angles to grow your business. Now, it's time for me to introduce my guest. She is a trauma recovery specialist, and her name is Michelle Rosenthal, and she's an award-winning trauma and PTSD blogger, and she's an award-winning award-nominated author of multiple trauma and PTSD recovery books. She's a popular keynote speaker, and she has trained professionals and inspired audiences across the country with her frequently seen in the media. And she's frequently seen in the media on CBS, NBC, The Washington Post, Newsday, Psychology Today, Ladies Home Journal, and Women's World. And she is here to teach all of us about this whole thing we call stress, right? And I'm a big believer that stress kills people, Michelle. So thank you so much for being here with us. I'm really excited to talk to you. You know, running a small business almost feels like a recipe for stress. And so some people manage it well, you know, but in other cases, people's businesses are running them, right? Instead of them running it. And so I wanted to know if you could help us understand how dangerous stress is. Oh, well, so here's the fun thing. I found you on LinkedIn. So Liz, the process works. And Melinda and I have, we've had these great conversations, fun connection. And in our conversations, you didn't tell me you were going to ask that question. And here's the story that just, I think will nail this for you. Because yes, I can speak to how dangerous running your own business is. In 2009, I launched this business By mistake, it was an accident. I just started blogging about PTSD recovery because I didn't know what else to do because I had just come out of my recovery and didn't know who I was. And that was 2009. By 2012, I had a very highly rated podcast, multiple book deals with New York City publishers. I was traveling the country to speak. I had a full private practice. And the business started to run me. And in 2013, it ran me right into the ICU with sepsis because I just did not know how to intentionally grow a business or manage the stress of building a business. 
So Melinda, yeah, I can speak to it because I think a lot of times we start out doing what we're passionate about and you don't realize that your passion is burning you out. And we're not taught how to manage that passion in a way that is healthy, or at least I wasn't taught that. I, I don't think I don't think any of us have been taught that. So uh, you're safe there. Um, but let's talk about it. How does chronic stress affect our mind and body? Oh, in so many ways. So let's talk about it from, you know, we have four realms that the mind and the body interact with the mental, the physical, the emotional and the spiritual. So chronic stress impacts each of those areas. So from the physiological aspect, we know chronic stress just puts you into survival mode. It's really an activation of your stress hormones that fight, flight, or freeze, and an and influx of adrenaline, cortisol, all those things that break down immune systems, break down other body functions. So that's the physical aspect. The spiritual aspect, I mean, we all have our own stories, but how chronic stress impacts the spiritual side of who we are, it can take you so far away from your faith in terms of the time that you have to connect with it or even why and how you connect with it. And then from the mental perspective, burnout is so easy. We're multitasking all the time on multiple technologies with multiple people. And the emotional side is that we just don't really know how to clear our state or even manage our state. So when you put together the physiological compounding of stress and how it changes everything from your your hormones to throughout your whole endocrine system to your neurotransmitters. And then you put that together with the mental and emotional and spiritual impact. You've got a whole mind body sequence that gets completely out of sync, if you will. Wow. So how can we identify like our stress triggers so that we can be like, uh, get behind me, devil. I'm not going to let you take me there. You know what I mean? Like, how can you how can you identify that so that you don't feed the beast, if you will? Yeah, absolutely. That's, I think, the crux of, of the whole issue. And I'll tell you, uh, in 2013, I ended up in the ICU in September of 2013. But for about six months, I'd been telling my husband, I can't keep up this pace. I can't keep up this pace. I can't keep it. You have to listen to your language and you have to engage the people around you to listen to your language because you will be talking about the stress as it's building. You'll say, this job is killing me. These hours are killing me. I can't keep doing this. And that's the time to start listening to yourself. You're getting the messages. We're all just trained to keep going, right? We're a culture of no pain, no gain. We are a culture of if you're not struggling, you're not winning because there's no winning without you know, the struggle beforehand. So if number one, listen to your language to yourself and to others because the, the clues to your burnout and your stress are in your language. Number two, engage the people around you to mirror back your language to you because they might hear it before you do. And number three, pay attention to the way your body feels. I, I'm trained as a hypnotherapist, so I am very attuned to the unconscious, not just the conscious. I'm also trained as a neurolinguistic programmer, so I'm very attuned to neurology. 
what we say in, in my industry is everything from the neck down is your unconscious. Everything from your neck up is your conscious mind. So your body is your unconscious sending you messages. And when it sends the messages, you need to listen. Hmm. That is a really, really powerful thing that you just said. I've never thought about it like that. So everything from the neck down can be talking to you and you got to be listening, right? So, I, so I'm, I'm going to do that from now on because I think I've gotten myself close to the brink a few times <laughs> in well, 22 years in business, definitely. It's so funny. And if I may just add, because I have an Olympic gold medalist as a client and what she said to me recently, I think also underscores the point. She says, listen to your body when it whispers. Otherwise, it will make you scream. And usually it's our body that shows signs of stress before our mind, because the mind is capable of producing 50% more stress than your body can handle. So your body will break down before your mind gives in. So it's really important to pay attention to how you feel. Wow. I think you just said a whole bunch right there. You said, (laughs) (laughs) you said, you said, pay attention. They say your body will give out before your mind will. So pay attention to what your body is telling you. Wow. So what can we do to reduce or eliminate chronic stress? I know you said we need to be listening. We need to have other people paying attention to what we're saying, but are there other things that we can do like with our schedule or time management, like stuff like that, that we can do so that we don't put ourselves behind the eight ball all the time? Absolutely. And I think there are tons of experts who can speak to schedules and time management. So I'll, they've studied that more than I have. So I'll leave that to them. Here's what I've studied. And here's where I think it's so crucial. You have to be intentional before you get to your schedule or your time management. You have to be really, really clear in who you are as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, As a person, you have to be so clear and intentional in who you want to be, the life you want to live, and how you want to run your business. I had to get very clear in the ICU. I had sepsis, so my brain took a huge hit. When I came out, I couldn't speak, I couldn't write, and I couldn't read. So it took a long time for my brain to come back online, which obviously it has. But after that, I I really got intentional about how do I want to run this business? What are my hours? What are my goals? How can I really hone in my focus and get really sophisticated in what I'm doing and how I'm doing it so that I am running this business not the business running me, not everybody else's agenda running me. So if I could give one really important tip after the idea of listening to your body, it's be intentional. And that means clarity, specificity, and detail in what you are doing before you even begin. Wow. that I think that is so incredible. You just drop in like these gems on me that I'm just like I feel like I need to be tweeting like while you're talking so (laughs) so how how does mindfulness I know you just talked about being intentional but what about mindfulness is there is there another role for mindfulness sort of like throughout my day you know paying attention like how much water have I drunk you know like stuff like that they can help me you know keep keep it here you know versus 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 here right so how, what kind of things can I do from a mindfulness perspective 
to manage stress or to keep stress at bay, if you will? Right. So you mentioned drinking water. Let's just talk about taking care of your physical self first, because it's easy to set a ton of, I have clients who do this all the time. They set alarms on their phone for it's time to drink more water. It's time to take a walk. It's time to get up from your desk. You know, sitting is the new smoking, as they say, and it is important to stand up and walk around. Technically, according to studies, every 50 minutes, five zero, every 50 minutes, you should be stepping away from your desk, take a walk around the block or a spin around the office, according to your preference, so that your body gets some movement and so that your, your eyes get a relief from the strain. So that's one thing. You can use your, use your apps to program in these different things to do. Here's how I like to use mindfulness even more mindfully. Uh, number one, we have... A four let's look at everything in terms of a four level process. You have your performance, which is your, your base, your foundation. Above that, you have your state, the state in which you are performing. Above that, you have your physiology, which allows you to access the state in which you want to perform. And above that, over everything is your breath. Your breath informs your physiology. Your physiology informs your state. Your state informs your performance. So I love to use mindfulness in a way that uses the breath so that you are constantly resetting. Did you know that in under two minutes, you can change your entire physiology just with breath work? That means changing your entire chemical makeup because when you learn to, for example, breathe in but exhale longer than your inhale, you change your physiological makeup. And what I love to use breath work for in mindfulness is that pause before you reply to that email that's upset you, that pause before you pick up the phone and you make a sales call. Take some time to center yourself with breath so that your physiology is providing the right state for you to perform at a high level to get those big contracts that Liz is teaching you to get. So in every single moment, you need to be managing your state so that you can perform. That means changing your physiology with your breath and mindfulness happens so easily when you are attending to and connecting to your body through your breath, you become way more present. And that, that is probably my number one way that I love to be mindful even myself is to use the breath. I, I love that. You are giving us so many amazing gems and we will be right back. Stay with us. always ask me, how can I become my own boss? With multiple features in the New York Times, Forbes, and on ABC News as America's number one small business expert, I know a thing or two about how to do it. Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, small biz lady, and I've been coaching small business owners since 2008. That's right, I've been helping small business owners plan for success since the last recession, and I'm still here reaching over 3 million small business owners a week online. I've spent the last 12 years compiling exactly what I did to become my own boss. I even broke it down into a six-step system in my best-selling book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months. Over 100,000 people in multiple languages around the world have this book, and due to the pandemic, I know people need help. 
If you're ready to transition successfully from being an employee into your own business, I'm here to help. I'm giving away 1,000 copies of Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months for free. All you need to do is pay for shipping. That's right, I'm giving away 1,000 copies for free. If you've always wanted to start your dream business, let me give you a roadmap to success. This offer will only be available while supplies last, and when they're gone, they're gone. Click on the button to grab your copy today. Welcome back to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, your host, and we're back with my guest expert, trauma specialist, Michelle Rosenthal, and she is really helping us get more intentional about how we operate in our daily lives so that our businesses don't stress us out. All right, Michelle, I've got a question for you. Self-care has become something that I hear a lot of people talk about, especially since the pandemic. And how do you think self-care takes a role in helping people manage stress? Well, I'll tell you, the first thing that comes to mind, Melinda, is that stress is trauma, right? Trauma, baseline definition of trauma is any experience that feels less than good. So let's just, that's very simple. I know it's bringing everything down to the bare bones, but let's just take that as our definition for right now. And when you experience anything that feels less than good, that is activating a trauma response in someone. And it's really important then to flip out of the trauma response. It's important to shift out of that normal survival mechanism into what we call rest and repair. And there's nothing better for moving you into that state, which is a normal physiological state, than self-care. I would also add that in that state of self-care, one of the things that you're doing is empowering yourself. Trauma is all about a feeling of powerlessness, a helplessness, a hopelessness. When you engage in self-care, what are you really saying? You're saying, I'm taking care of me. You're saying, I can handle this. I can choose. I can make a difference. These are the things that I hear clients say to me every day. And self-care is a great way to prove to yourself, I can take care of you. I will help you. You matter. And to move you physiologically from that activated trauma state into that rest and repair that allows your whole body to rejuvenate and increase your productivity, your sleep, your creativity, all the things that are so important in being a small business owner. I love it. I love it. All right. So let's talk about downtime. You know, sometimes entrepreneurs are accused of working 24-7, right? So how important (laughs) is it to actually unplug on your downtime. Like I am somebody that I keep my phone on one level and I go to bed on another level. And I know most people are like, how could you even do that? You don't have your phone at your head. No, I do not. I do not live like that. Um, But you know, it took me a lot of years to get there. I used to be like the worst workaholic you ever met years ago, but that was old Melinda, right? This is new Melinda. So um, I want to understand how important it is to have that schedule and to really, you know, when you're off on Saturday and Sunday, not be looking at emails, not be responding to stuff. It's super important. It's it's incredibly important for mostly 
because in order to really be mindful, in order to really listen to your body, in order to do all the things that we've already been talking about, you have to be able to put in place boundaries and it gets back to intention. You know, I also, I like you, Melinda, my phone automatically turns itself into no notification mode at a certain hour and it doesn't come back on until a certain hour the next day. So that even if I wanted to, I wouldn't know that anything was coming in because I've learned that I need to put in place really good boundaries for myself so that I don't end up back in the ICU. And that means being really intentional with when does the phone go off? When are notifications on or off? And you know what else, Melinda? What apps are on my phone? Because I take off some apps just so I don't, oh, I'm sitting I live in South Florida, right? So sometimes I get stuck at a bridge that's going up and you have 10 minutes and you want to think, oh, I could answer email or I could like find some answer on Messenger on Facebook. And it's, it's, it's enough already. I take all of those apps off my phone. And when there's a bridge opening, I just sit and enjoy the water <laughs> and the sky and take that as a moment just to connect with myself. So you can find a lot of places to put self-care into a busy day when you don't have a lot of time, but you just want to step into that more intentional, more empowered place of I'm taking care of you because you are the most important thing in this business. It doesn't happen unless you're okay. I love that. I love that. All right. Last question. What is the best business advice you've ever gotten? Hands down. My dad gave me the best piece of advice from very early age. My dad always said to us, do what you love and money will find you. And my brother and I both have taken that advice and had really wonderful careers, you know, burnout notwithstanding. I was doing what I loved and I, you know, I did it a little too much maybe, but, um, but that was the best piece of advice because that way you end up building a business that's really an extension of your identity. And that is so satisfying and fulfilling to do every single day. I love it. Thank you so much, Michelle. You've given us so many amazing gems in this interview. And I just thank you for your time. Michelle, what is your favorite podcast? My favorite, my favorite podcast. I'm so old school. I've been listening to him for years. John Jantz, his marketing, his duct tape marketing podcast. We love John. John's a dear friend. I love him. So that's a great podcast. All right. What is your favorite business app? Holy cow. My favorite business app. This is so silly, but I love it. I love Voxer. It is such a great way to communicate quickly, effectively. And most importantly, it's fun because it makes that fun walkie talkie sound. All right. Favorite old school marketing tip. All right. The four P's. I mean, I think we have to go back to price product, place, and people so that you're always thinking about what's the foundation of what you're doing. And it's a great way to be intentional with how you move forward. And I'm a big fan of the fifth one, profit. So anyway, <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, but that's not old school. <laughs> no, but, but it is, it's, it's what's missing from that. But anyway, and right. I wrote about that actually in my book, <laughs> but best business book you ever read. So I think it's always really important to clean up your side of the street as a, as an entrepreneur, as a small business owner, I think you have to be really clear on what drives you and how to manage your own internal self. That's 
you know, the basis of everything that I do for myself. For that, I really love the success principles by Jack Canfield. It's so, it's mammoth, but it will get you focused on yourself and your mindset faster than anything. All right. Thank you so much for being my guest tonight on the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Thank you all for joining me for this episode of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. If you're still working on your digital pivot, be sure to check out my Small Biz Lady University, where you can sign up for my latest course, Social Media Selling. It goes live February 1st, so go ahead and sign up for your spot right now. I can't wait to help you finally start making the money you deserve online. So don't forget to head over to smallbizladyuniversity.com. And thank you all for joining me for another episode of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Our mission here is to end small business failure. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and I will leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.